In this episode, we're talking about the red flags you might be giving off to potential clients without even realizing it. And we'll be sharing what 98% of businesses look at before they hire a freelancer. This is the JFDI podcast with the two Lauras. And this episode is sponsored by Agora Pulse. Laura Davis and Laura Moore share their insider secrets about building a successful and sustainable business as a freelance marketer. The two Lauras run one of the biggest communities for social media managers, the Inner Hub. So now you know you're in good hands, let's get on with this week's episode. Collating all the data you need for a brilliant social media report is so time consuming. And let's not even mention the time it takes to put it into a professional looking document you're happy to share with a client. If you're looking to buy back some time while reporting your social media analytics, Agora Pulse has your back. Their built-in automated reporting system creates beautiful reports you will feel proud to send to your clients and it won't take you forever to put it all together. In fact, with a quick five-minute setup, you'll get your monthly reports in your inbox every month. Go to thetwolauras.com forward slash agorapulse. Okay, so let's dive in and talk about the red flags that freelancers, social media managers in particular, might be raising without even realising it, which are putting off people from potentially getting in touch with them, not even hiring them, but like that first point of contact, isn't it? Like it's that impression that you're giving off that might be a bad impression that you don't even realise. And how do we know this, Laura? Is it because we're really nosy? Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's, it's because we... Well, it's for two reasons. We are obviously quite nosy um, and we follow a lot of social media managers on social media so we can kind of see it actually happening. But also we hire and work with a lot of freelancers ourselves. So this is what we have discovered like firsthand. Um, And it's the things that just make us go, oh God, I'm not working with that person. Or we just scroll on past because we just think, "Uh uh-uh, that I'm not going there. Um, and it's never it's never big, like horrible, nasty things, is it? It's not like, you know, people are, you know, there are there are some things that will turn us off people because of what they're saying and they're full of bullshit and all of that. But it's not it's not like that. It's the small things no. that I don't think we realise that we're doing I don't know if you agree with this but I think a lot of it comes from because we're all told that we should be authentic and we should be ourselves and we should show our personality and all of that stuff on social and so sometimes by doing that we forget to filter ourselves yeah because we forget who's looking you know yeah we forget that we're representing ourselves in a business capacity aren't we when we put anything Mm. on social media assuming you know obviously we're talking about our business profiles here you can do what you like on your personal ones and you know, it's like when you see in the news, members of staff um, put things on their personal Twitter account and then they get they lose their job because their opinion is different to the brand that they work for. It's exactly the same for freelancers, but obviously it's just you. It's not an employee. It's about what you're saying on social media and you're doing on social media and how that represents your brand. And we, I, I just think we forget I think we try, we say, oh, share behind the scenes, share how you feel, share your day in a life, all those kind of things. But as you say, without thinking, do I need to filter this in a way? Who is watching mm. this? What will people think of what 
it is I've said or, or shown or doing. Yeah, totally. And like, you know, I'm not one to speak. I very rarely filter what I say. Um, but if it was on our business account, I would be thinking about how does this make us look as a brand, you know? That, that's why we don't say anything on our... Uh, that's why we don't <laughs> do... I can't filter myself. Yeah, that's why we don't do behind the scenes on uh, the two Laura's account. But on our own, well... <laughs> yeah come follow no doubt (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a few different kind of ways that people are doing this yeah my very first one that I see is that people it's 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 almost like you're acting like you're new in the business because you are new in the business you know you're a new freelancer or you're new to social media marketing and you know we show we say that we should show behind the scenes so we want sometimes want people to know that we are new but if you do that in the wrong way, it can be really off-putting. So, for example, if you're new to the business, it's your you know it's your first freelance gig. You're looking for your first client, and you go out on your socials and you tell people you're brand new and you know you're really excited and you want to help a client for free, or you're offering low rates because you just get started. Yeah, that's great because someone will probably bite your hand off for that. Mm. But it's going to put off the really good businesses who are really invested in their marketing, who have the money to pay you. Who and and those kind of businesses are the ones they don't want cheap, they don't want new, they want the best that they can afford within their budget. And you may well be that person, but by telling them that you're brand new and offering all of these low rates and free services, you immediately put yourself in the box with the free and cheap services, which puts them off. And it's not just about the the value, is it? It's about the confidence, you know, mm. it, because it isn't always about money. Money isn't always... I think it's very rarely about money. I think it's rarely the objection because if you think about Mm. it, they are putting their business in someone else's hands, like that shop window. And it's a big thing for a lot of businesses, especially if they've done it all themselves previously and they feel like Mm. they've got that control. So they want to make sure that they are putting their business marketing and social media marketing into the hands of someone that they really knows that is going to look after their baby essentially so if you're Mm. talking about being new all the time that is not it's like I think sometimes social media managers or freelancers will do it because they it's kind of like they're preempting an excuse it's kind of saying well if anything goes wrong I can say well it's because I did tell you I was new but Mm. and that's just and I'm obviously caveat here I'm no psychologist um but I think um we just need to have more confidence in ourselves at the end of the day you will know a hell of a lot more than someone who doesn't do anything in social media marketing and you just I'm not saying you have to go out there and lie and say you've got you know hundreds of years of service (laughs) and you've you know got all these made up um results I'm not saying that at all In fact, I would encourage you never to do that. But it's just how you say things. Mm. Just think, how would this sound or how would this be interpreted by someone who is looking to hire a social media manager? And if you don't think it's going to be interpreted in a positive way, then don't say it or reword it. We are very much advocates of that you should continue learning. You should continue investing in your learning the whole time that you are working Mm. as a freelance social media marketer because things change all the time. There's always some sort of new strategy or tactic that you can learn that will help you and your clients. And yes, you should definitely be telling your clients that you're investing in your learning, but they don't need to know that you are starting from zero. Yeah. 
it should be like you're layering on top of what you already know, which is a benefit to them. Yeah, definitely. Right, the second one is the one that I see the most and it's my... This is the one where you're always like, oh my God, why have they put that on there? Yeah, it makes me really, really twitchy. It's where Mm. people talk about how stressed they are, tired, overwhelmed, Mm. overworked, um, too busy with their kids. The kids are taking up too much of their time. You can't cope. It's the summer holiday. Haven't any sleep. Yeah, Yeah. I get it. Like I 100% and Mm. I am there. (laughs) I get it. Same. But that is not giving off hire me vibes, is it? It's not saying choose me, choose me. Because, you know, we see it all the time like, um, oh, sorry, I've not been on social media for a while because, you know, life's really busy or um, I'm really tired because my kids are keeping me up all the time. You know, I'm so tired. I can't concentrate. And we honestly, mm. I not a day goes by where I don't see this. And <laughs> again, it, it, like what we were saying, I think people trying to be true to themselves are trying to be authentic. They're trying to show people. And they think it makes them relatable. Yeah. Because it does. And, it, and to a degree. But not in the right way. Yeah. To a degree, it may do. Maybe a potential client would look at your stories and go, oh, okay. They, God, they get it. I get that. I'm like that. I've got kids, whatever. But it's when they actually come to hiring and they actually come to signing contracts and sending money into your bank, are you the person who's just said, that you can't concentrate because you're so tired or you haven't got time to be on social media. So if you haven't got time to be on social media for your business, then you're not kind of giving them confidence that you've got time for their business. So of course, they're just going to keep on scrolling. They're going to find the person who has got time. And this happens so much. And mm. I think we just all need to think, is this what people want to see when they're hiring me. And I know some people just like to talk about what they're doing and be true, but just, again, you need that filter. You need to go, is this right? Does this represent my brand? And would people hire me? And I think there's a way that you can flip things quite often, isn't there? So like when I, back in the day when I was like really actively marketing my business, I would often talk about William and I would always say that I would, I was building a business so that I could work from anywhere, whether it was a hospital Uh, waiting room or beside his hospital bed and a client might think oh god I don't really want you doing my marketing from beside someone's hospital bed but I would flip it and I'd be like and the best thing about that is the wi-fi is free and it's really quiet so you know it's like you can flip it and make it so it's a positive that you're doing that so yeah you might be really really tired but you might then be like but the best thing about being a freelancer is that I can have a nanny nap in the afternoon and then I can crack on with my work Mm. you know and you can make it a positive but when you just leave it that you're really tired, people think, oh God, I don't really want her looking after my stuff because she won't be able to concentrate. If you can if you can flip it and put that positive spin on it and also maybe give advice so somebody else can deal with it, then I think that's that's better. Yeah, I just think we all just need to stop. Stop, look and listen. Is that your new catchphrase? No, that's what you do when you cross the road, isn't it? It's... Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I haven't left my house for a while. <laughs> That's my answer to everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just all just need to stop, don't we? And just think, because we all do it. Like, we all do it. Mm. And I'm like, mm. I could go on Instagram and Facebook and what have you and TikTok and probably find an example fairly promptly of somebody doing this. And yeah. 
And like we we think, oh, we're we're putting it on our stories. We can be more real on our stories. Yeah, only last twenty four hours. Seen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they're still being seen. Yeah. So you know, it doesn't matter where you're putting it. You still just need to think. You know, is this giving off the right vibes? And remember, yes, what we you know we've just talked about how people might resonate with it and think, oh, okay, they get it. Maybe that the business owner is in a similar situation because they're really tired, but. You're not here to make, it's not about making friends, is it? There are far more strategic Mm. and better ways to resonate with a client. And yes, the fact that you're tired and and overworked may come into that. But as you say, you need to flip that. You need to turn it into a positive and you need to kind of be strategic about why are you saying that and and how can that benefit you and and them yeah and not just go oh god i'm really tired today and the kids have been up all night and another good example of this as well is when social media platforms release new features and like social media managers want to go and share those features don't they because it makes you look good but if you're like oh god they've released another new feature and this is really overwhelming there's so many new features we've now got to get our head around and you make it really negative because it, it is overwhelming then that doesn't put you in a good light either. Like you and I, we will put that spin on because we're speaking to social media managers who feel that. But we don't want businesses to feel like the social media managers are stressed and overwhelmed with all of these changes. And so I think you need to think about that as well. You know, if I'm sharing these changes, I need to share them in a positive, helpful way. Not a, oh my God, I'm really overwhelmed because Instagram has added yet another feature or reels are really taking over my life and, you know, it's really stressful. Yeah. That doesn't. That's not a good look. Yeah, especially I see this a lot. And obviously, as you say, we can take the mick out of bloody Adam Mozarai. And obviously, we've got the you know we've got our membership, the Inner Hub. It's a perfect place for us all to rant about his latest updates of Instagram changes, to which we obviously all do. Like that's the place you need to take your thoughts, honest thoughts and feelings, mm. because the chances are, if you're overwhelmed as someone who really knows social media, then a business owner who's struggling anyway because they're doing all the other things in their business then sees this new thing rolled out on Instagram or what have you and they're like, oh my God, they need to know where can I go to get the detail, the facts, the positives, to make people feel good about these changes, not to go on there and see even social media managers, the people who are meant to have their shit together on social, or they're even moaning about it. And Mm. I think... There's a responsibility, I guess, of us to try to continue to be positive about social media. And I get it. Like, I totally get it. But just be careful about where you're publicly ranting about platforms because it can have a negative impact, I think. So we said at the beginning of this podcast that we were going to share what 98% of businesses look at before they hire a freelancer. And the reason that we're talking about this is because this is highly relevant to Mm. the red flags. So, Laura, what what do that 98% of people look at they look at your social accounts before they hire you i mean shocking i know no that's <laughs> shocking does, to think that you know that, that would happen and that doesn't overly surprise me and i'm really glad in fact that that is the number because i feel like it reinforces a lot of what we harp on about so mm. i'm glad that it's 98 percent of business are checking out social media managers and quite rightly so mm. and We also asked a further question about whether they would be put off by people if they weren't weren't active on social media. And over 50% of businesses would be turned off. They would walk away if you weren't active on social media. And that is scary because the amount of social media managers who 
don't market their own business on social media is huge, really. And yeah. there's always an excuse. There's always, I'm too busy. My kids, are, you know, my kids are my priority. My clients are keeping me too busy. Um, I don't know what to post or everyone else. capacity. Yeah, everybody else is talking about what I want to talk about, so I'm not going to bother because it's already mm. been said. Honestly, we could lift, like go on and on and on with these um, mm. reasons that people are giving. And you've got to practice what you preach. If, if a potential client came to you and said, look, you know, I'm not really active on social media. And in the second breath, they're saying, I'm not really getting any results from social media. You would say, well, okay, well, you need to be more active. You're not going to get results if you're not active. And you have to be consistent to all the people who say, oh, I'm at capacity. Like I was at capacity for probably 90% of my freelance life in which I'm very, very grateful for. But I never, ever, ever stopped marketing my own business. On that note as well, though, when you're at capacity, and a lot of people say this, they're at capacity, but also their leads all come from referrals. Mm. Well, even if your leads come from referrals and you're at capacity, at some point, you're probably going to need another client. And regardless of where they come from, they're going to go and look at your socials. Yeah. Because we've just proved that with that stat. Yeah. Yeah, well, they will, won't they? Well, we know they will now, don't they? That people will, mm. yes, they may come as a recommendation. But like if someone was to say to us, if we were to say, right, we're looking for someone to help us with um, our LinkedIn and mm. we get a few recommendations, the first thing we would do is go and check out their LinkedIn. And then yeah. we would go and check out their website and what have you. And then yeah. we would probably reach out. So just because you're getting referrals, people are still checking your socials. So just think, how can I still market my business on social media so that if someone comes to take a look, they feel like it's up to date, it's relevant, it's useful. And it shows that you know what you're talking about. Like you wouldn't go to a dentist who never brushed their teeth and had really dodgy teeth. You'd want a dentist who has nice smelling breath and nice straight white, white teeth. So someone hiring a social media manager wants somebody who looks like they know what they're talking about, understands the benefits of social media because they're using it. Because obviously, if you are a social media manager and you understand the benefits of social media because it makes business money, why wouldn't you be using it? Yeah. It's, logically, it just doesn't add up. So... Yeah, I just think it's crazy that when people don't... And like, we're not saying you have to be on every platform no. posting multiple times a day, no. but you just need to be there, you know, so that people come on, there's, there's recent content. You just need to be a bit more organised with your working week. And I think it's hard. Like, I get it. Like, I used to have the best intentions. Like, I'd be like, oh, on, my, on Monday, I'm going to make sure I do this, that, the other. And then suddenly my clients' mm. work always took priority. And then before I knew it, my working week, which... My working week when I first started was essentially one day, one day of child-free day and the evenings. And I'd get to the end of the week and yet again, I'd done, you know, not done what all the things on my business list that I wanted to do because I'd been prioritising all my clients. I had been posting on social media because I used to do that sitting in bed watching Peppa Pig. So it's easy to, it's easy to your business to be pushed back. I totally get that. And that's one of the reasons why we have the no faff plan, which is the way certainly I used to work and Laura used to work in a similar way in that we used to block out the time in our diaries of when we were going to do what. So it could be client A on one day, client B on, you know, Wednesday, 
your business on a Friday? Like, look, you used to always work on your business on Fridays, didn't you? Yeah, always my business on a Friday. I just used to do an hour a day because at the time I didn't have much time. But I made sure that with, and I used to literally put it in my diary, block it off, set reminders. Like I would be alerted at the time that I should be finishing my client work and moving on to the next client or moving on to my business. And we've got all that set up in our NoFAF plan, which we'll link to in the show notes. So definitely, if you really are struggling with time, it's just that you need to organize your time better and think about yeah. how. It's not a case of, I can't fit it in. It's a case of, how can I fit it in? What do I need to do to make this work? Because you marketing your business, as you would say to any of your prospective clients, is one of the most important things you can do. And you've only got to look at how the last few years have panned out with cost of living crises, pandemics, people lose clients, unfortunately, overnight. And sometimes they lose several clients just by bad luck in one week. And if they haven't been continuing to market themselves, not only do they have to go and put themselves out there, they have to potentially revive a really old social media account, which you've left kind of dormant for the last six months, year longer, what have you. And that's hard. Social media is hard enough. Let alone having to like restart an old Instagram account that's been dormant for so long. So do yourself a favor and try to just keep it going. Keep one platform, if that's all it takes, one platform, even one post a week. Just make it good and show up and market yourself. Yeah, go and grab the NoFAF plan. It's a short training, like a spreadsheet that you can use as well to plan your week. Um, go to the twolauras.com forward slash NoFAF. That's the twolauras.com forward slash no, N-O-F-A-F-F, NoFAF. That will definitely help you. So in order to kind of move forwards and make sure that we're not raising these red flags, I think it's pretty easy, isn't it? That you just need to be showing up in the right way, filtering yourself, making sure that you are on social, but what you're saying is giving off the right vibes and just question what you're putting out. Like, don't overthink it. We're not here to say overthink so you don't post at all, because obviously that is not ideal either. But you do just need to filter and just think, does this show me in the right way? If somebody was to see this, what would they think? Yeah, just before you press post, just ask yourself that question. Like, how, mm. like, does this represent me and my brand? Yeah. And if it's something that you want to have a moan about that's negative that actually wouldn't make you look great, come and do it in the Inner Hub. That's what we're there for. We're there to hear about all of these rants and moans. And we're probably all feeling exactly the yeah. same. And your clients are not in there, <laughs> so they can't see that. Um, if you're not in the Inner Hub, then you obviously come and join the waiting list. Go to the twolauras.com forward slash Inner Hub. And yeah, come and join us next time the doors open. So I hope that this episode has been helpful. We would love to hear from you. If you've seen anyone raising red flags on social, drop into our DMs. We're on all of the channels, but we mainly hang out on Instagram at the two Lauras. And uh, we will be back same time, same place next week. See you then. Toodle poop. Ta-ra! Ta-ra!